Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Folks, we have a real treat today on the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We are extremely fortunate to have Coach Scott Cross, the head coach of the University of Texas Arlington Mavericks, out of the Sun Belt Conference with us today. Coach Cross is in his 12th year as head coach of the Mavericks. They're off to a 6-1 and one start in this season. Both Gus and I feel this can be a very special year down there in Texas. Coach Cross, thanks so much for joining us today for a few minutes. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Coach, you've been a UT Arlington now for 12 years. That's pretty unique in the current college basketball landscape. You are a Texas Arlington lifer. You played there in college. You became an assistant after college, and now you've been the head coach since 2006. You're very popular at the school in the athletic department and in the community as well. You do so many things down there. You love being in Texas, and they certainly love you as well, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's home for me. I was fortunate enough to get a Division One scholarship uh, after a couple of years. Uh, I went to walked on at UTSA for a year, and then uh, ended up having to go to Tyler Junior College for a year. And I was uh, it was one of the biggest blessings of my life when Coach McCorder offered me a scholarship back in uh, 1995, and I've been here ever since. Coach, we've been watching your team since early last season. You were 24 and 11 in 2015, 2016, finished third in the Sun Belt and made the CIT quarterfinals. Last year, you were 27 and 9. You broke the program record for single season wins and you earned your first outright Sun Belt regular season title. You really raised eyebrows with us, coach, when you won that game last December at St. Mary's on the road, which is an impossible place to play. You're off to a 6 and 1 start this year. That only loss, you gave Alabama all it could handle there. Talk about the start to the year and how you feel it's gone so far. Well, I think in, in the half court offensively, this has been probably the best offensive team I've ever coached. Uh, so good with the pick and roll. There's so many weapons. Uh, Eric Neal is a, is a surgeon with the ball in his hand. I mean, he he uses a pick and roll like NBA point guards, knows how to make the right reads, knows where to get the ball. And then on top of that, he's probably the quickest guy on the floor at all times. And you have a guy like Kevin Hervey, who's also an exceptional passer. Uh, he's six nine. He's seven foot three wingspan. He can shoot it. He's very very intelligent. When those two guys are on their top game, it's it's almost impossible to defend them. And then, you know, we added a weapon with uh, Johnny Hamilton, who's a seven foot one or seven foot uh, long, athletic shot blocker, dunker, rebounder. And uh, using him on the pick and roll at the five position, uh, you know, it really it really causes teams problems. And, and then we have good drivers, good shooters surrounding those guys that that know their roles. And uh, so far, they've been unbelievable in the half court. In our first in our exhibition game against Oklahoma, we were incredible in transition. That's what I'm hoping we get back to a little bit uh, more. Uh, during the regular season, I think we started to show signs against Rice a little bit of playing fast and transition. Uh, this team's kind of Achilles heel has been defense and, and rebounding. And, and f- for the first time this year, I saw some uh, positive signs against Rice the other night. We didn't shoot the ball really well. We kind of struggled offensively and you know, we were still able to win by 20 points and that's because our guys were committed on the defensive end of the floor. And if this team can adopt that personality to where we get stops uh i think this will go down as the best team that that i've ever coached and the best team to ever play here but there's still some questions to be answered on the on that and we've got to do it on a consistent basis 
but it's all a matter of want to. And if these guys make up their mind, uh, the sky's the limit with this group. We'll start with the players, of course, and, and the coach on the floor. Let, let's go with Eric Neal. He was second team all Sun Belt last year. He's preseason first team all Sun Belt this year. Sort of the engine that makes everything go there. Uh, he's leading not only the conference coach, but the country in assists, averaging 11.3 assists per game to go along with his 12 points per game. He held his own, more than held his own against Colin Sexton with 16 and 11 in that game as well. Just a special, special player. Talk about Neil a little bit more and how he sort of runs everything as your, as your coach on the floor. Well, we do go as he goes, I think more so even defensively than offensively. Uh, he was pesky the other night against Rice. I think that's why we started uh, to play great defense because it started with him. Uh, as I mentioned, he's the quickest guy on the floor. He needs to use that speed and that quickness to disrupt the opponent. Uh, he has to you know, learn to do it on a consistent basis without a fouling the opposing team. I think sometimes he worries about picking up you know, a couple of quick fouls and then had to, you know, sit on the bench in the first half, which I completely understand. But I think he's a good enough defender to where he can uh, pressure him without fouling. Um, offensively, he's an unbelievable passer. His vision is as good as I've ever seen. Uh, as you mentioned, he's leading the country in assists. I think at times, um, you know, he, he, he just needs to focus on making the right play instead of worrying, you know, too much about the assist. I think he will lead the country uh, just by focusing on making the right play every single time. And when he does that, our offense just flows. And it, it, it's beautiful to watch. And uh, he, he really would rather get an assist than score a bucket. Uh, but he's a capable scorer as well. He can shoot the three as good as anyone and uh, definitely uh, quick enough to get the ball to the basket as well. You know, along with Neil, your your other star is is a legit star as well. Senior Kevin Hervey, he's twenty three over twenty three points per game, eight plus rebounds, and he's got that holy grail of shooting. Coach fifty percent from the field, forty percent plus from three, and ninety percent from the free throw line for a big man. He's playing at an all American level, no question. Uh, we think he's an NBA player waiting to happen. Uh, Coach, he's been tremendous, right? Talk about that and then maybe possibly talk about what, what are some things you want him to focus on to get even more dominant than he's been, you, know, you and the coaching staff. Well, just about every scout that uh, I get reports back from say basically what you said. I mean, offensively, he has all the tools. Every time he shoots it, it looks like it's going in. His passing is probably what separates him from a lot of guys. Uh, he does have that length where he can grab offensive rebounds, uh, and he is playing with extreme confidence right now. He feels like he can score at any time, anywhere, against anyone. Uh, what I need him to do is uh, obviously be a great, better defender and rebounder. Uh, he did that uh, the other night against Rice, and uh, we, we need uh, continued improvements there. I think that is one area where scouts are evaluating him. You know, his off-the-ball defense is – rebounding, his physicality, those those types of things. But uh, right now, as far as efficiency on the offensive end of the floor, I don't think you can find a more complete player anywhere in, in the country. You know, you mentioned also Johnny Hamilton. He, he's one of the keys, of course, to to a successful uh, March run as well is, is having those quality bigs. He's a seven-footer. He's putting up real strong numbers this year. He's averaging 15 points, eight rebounds, runs the floor hard. He's a force on the defensive end with 2.7 blocks. Uh, just how good is Johnny Hamilton? What makes him a difference maker? And this was this was a transfer you got, Coach. So this is a, a great, great addition you had for your team. 
Oh, it was a huge blessing for us to get him. I mean, we just don't get guys that are seven foot that can jump out the gym. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't happen. And uh, he, he's a once, you know, all three of these guys are, you know, once in a career type players here. And we're fortunate enough to have them all on the same basketball team. But um, he, he he's a freak athlete. He's a coachable kid. He works hard. Uh, you know, he's so good with the pick and roll because of his length and athleticism. I, I think he could be a menace defensively. Um, he's getting better every day in that area. Still, you know, learning the, our system and how we want to play uh, defensively and learning how to stay out of foul trouble. But uh, another guy who's been super efficient. I mean, he's shooting an extremely high percentage and uh you know, he definitely is has uh, helped uh, improve our talent pool and, and make us better in a, in a lot of different ways. You know, those glue guys, Coach, always win you a game or two or three during the season, and you have, you have a ton of them. Kalen Wilson, your 6'2 senior, he's the veteran you need to know, you need to have for a tough win. He's always been a low turnover guy. He's shooting at best 41% from three. Talk about the bench players. How valuable is a senior like Wilson on the floor, in the huddle, locker room, practice floor? You, you can't put a price on that, can you? No, he's extremely, extremely valuable. He was a guy last year that I thought could be a starter. He got his opportunity. Once Jalen Jones went down, uh, we, sh- we saw his uh, best basketball there in the NIT. I mean, he was incredible against BYU and then carried that over uh, to Akron. But uh, definitely our best driver finisher around the basket. He's also shooting the ball extremely well. We saw his best defensive performance against Rice, and he was able to pressure the basketball and hold their leading score to basically nothing from the field. And so uh, he, he he's a guy that definitely uh, makes us go. And, uh, you know, if we're going to have a lot of success, uh, he he's a guy that we'll be leaning on tremendously. You play everyone, coach. You know, depth is something that college coaches always wish they have, but rarely, you know, rarely do they have. But you have that as well. You have 10 players who are averaging over 10 minutes a game. Everyone gets in, everyone's involved. I think that's great for camaraderie and it's great for real team building. And I think that's been a backbone of your success, I'm sure. Talk about the inclusion and about your entire team here and how you're able to work so many players in. Well, we like to play f- fast, so there, there's more possessions usually in our games uh, than, than a lot of games, and we want to pressure the basketball and create some turnovers uh, with our defense, and we want our guys to play with high energy, and in order to do that, you have to stay fresh, so uh, you know, our starters are playing somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes, and you know, then you have a, a, a second group that'll play anywhere from, you know, eight to 20 minutes depending on which guy it is and uh it it definitely helps uh team camaraderie as you mentioned uh but it helps us uh stay aggressive and it helps wear down the opponent and uh and then it also helps uh you know if you have any injuries or guys that you know miss for a couple days we were able to rest kevin and uh and link uh in the ut dallas game because we do have good depth and might be something that we need to do later on as a conference comes around so we stay fresh. You know, you have a huge game tomorrow night, Coach, a heated rivalry with North Texas. Some of our listeners may not realize how intense that battle is. It's at Cal- College Park Center at home. You renewed that annual battle in 2015. You've won two years in a row. You won last year at their place. Talk about that game tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. That's going to be a fun one against North Texas. It is. It's our biggest rival. It's extremely important uh, to our fans. 
uh, to our alumni to, to win this game. Uh, Coach McCaslin does an outstanding job. Uh, they're going to be very, very good defensively. They're going to play hard. They're going to dive on the floor. They're going to do all the little things that we preach with our guys. Uh, and then, obviously, anytime it's a rivalry game, you know teams are going to play harder. So we're going to have to bring our best effort. It looked like they showed well uh, last night against OU. Uh, they're a very, very capable basketball team, and uh, we know they'll be extremely well coached, and they'll be chomping at the bit to get after us. We've received a lot of uh, positive media attention, and uh, I'm sure they're over there sitting there thinking that they deserve it as well, and they probably do. So, uh, you know, it should make for, for an extremely competitive game tomorrow. Absolutely. This is why you're you're involved in the greatest sport we got here because of these ga- games like this. The Sunbelt Coach is really a great conference. It, it's it's a mid-major powerhouse nationally. It really needs to get more recognition. There are some great, great teams. This is a very, very tough conference. Sunbelt teams have won a game in the NCAA tournament twice in the last three years. This year, Georgia Southern won at Wake Forest. You guys, of course, big performance, Alabama. A lot of returning talent, a lot of veterans in the conference, which leads to a real competitive field. Louisiana, Georgia State, Troy made the tournament last year. Talk about the type of competition you see in the Sun Belt. I mean, this is a grind every night, right? Oh, it's a grind. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Sun Belt play. Uh, <laughs> there's there's probably six teams that could easily win it. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Louisiana is very, very talented. They returned basically their whole team except for their point guard, and they believe they had two or three high major transfers sitting out. Uh, they're loaded with talent over there. Uh, Georgia Southern returned their entire team. They were competing with us for a conference championship before we won that game last year. Uh, so we, we, we know what type of team they have. Uh, Georgia State, year in and year out, they're loaded with talent. Uh, Demarcus Simons is another guy that's getting NBA looks. Uh, they had a couple guys sitting out as well, as well as some very, very good talent on their team. They run a unique style with their matchup zone that's uh, – hard to attack and gives teams problems. Uh, so they're going to be right there in the thick of things. Uh, Troy returns their top two or three players from a NCAA tournament team that I thought was as good as any team in our league last year. And they kind of turned it on at the right time to go to the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, they're going to be good. Obviously any Danny Casper, Texas state team is going to be extremely tough and defend really, really well. Uh, so, you know, those guys are going to be in the, thick of things as well and you could go on and on I mean even uh you know App State crushes Davidson the other day on the road uh you know so so that shows you what the Sun Belt is capable of and uh there's definitely no game that you can circle on on the schedule and chalk that one up as a win you better be ready to play every single night or it's going to be a long night Absolutely. When we hear the Sun Belt representative in the NCAA tournament, that is a team that is live and that is a team that is going to be ready to play and give its its best effort, no doubt. It, your non-conference coach, you scheduled a tough non-conference. You have a very, very good team. You have a team that can do some real special things, and I think you scheduled accordingly. Coming up now, you have North Texas at Northern Iowa, Florida Gulf Coast. You have Creighton at Creighton. Some really big games coming up. Talk about that non-conference. Is, is that something you, you have a mindset that you put together before you get into the Sun Belt or or, or was it something that you were really looking to sort of mix and match this year to get the team ready? What well, kind of happened two years ago when nobody wanted to play us after we beat Ohio State and Memphis. Uh, so we basically had to schedule whoever we could get. And, you know, the only teams that were willing to do that were teams that were basically having the same problems as us. So the Northern Iowa's, the Florida 
Gulf Coast of the world. So those games uh, were, were already scheduled. Uh, we had Rice uh, previously contracted, and we had a long-term deal with uh, North Texas. Uh, we had to be willing to go on the road to Loyola Marymount to get that game. Um, you know, and then Creighton, uh, we're fortunate enough to sign a contract with them. So a lot of it was we we already had it done, and uh, and and then there it was teams that were also mid-major teams that were very very successful that were having having a difficult time uh, scheduling games. So uh, this is a team that can handle it, but it is it's just like a conference. I'm looking at it as preparation for conference and. Uh, you know, it's just like a Thursday, Saturday. You go on the road, you play Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and that's basically what we're going to be doing when we play uh, Northern Iowa and Fl- Florida Gulf Coast next week. So it'll definitely uh, prepare us for some belt play. Well, Coach, we know you're incredibly busy. We can't thank you enough for a few minutes here. Folks, head coach Scott Cross, University of Texas, Arlington Mavericks, this team is coming. They're coming for the tournament. You have to get them on your radar. They absolutely have top 25 ability. This is somebody you have to pay attention to. And coach, we are rooting for you. This is a special group. You have a great team, great coach and yourself and a passionate fan base. So best of luck this season as a non-conference and heading to conference play. And we will be watching and just best of luck and rooting for you as well. Thank you very much. Have a great day.